going to set it on fire. The one place where CEOs like you and me get to be together, where we get to figure out how do we set the damn thing ablaze. Your business, your life, your money, team, company culture, and all of the things that allow us to build bigger, better, stronger. I'm so stupidly excited that you're here because every week I'm going to pull one of my dope-ass friends from around the world or someone who I admire to teach us how did they do it. The reality is that if they were able to do it, you can do it too. And you're more capable right now with what you have than you think. So let the shadow CEO step in and help you get to your next level. Oh, I'm so excited. Are you ready? get this question all the time. How, oh, how, oh, how do I brand myself and the company? Or should I be branding myself and the company? Does the CEO actually need to have a brand and the company? Oh my gosh, I get it. The thought is overwhelming. And for the first 10 years of me being in business, I never even thought of branding myself. I owned all these different companies. I bought companies. I bought my competitors and the identity was just then. Every so often, and I say every so often, like a couple times a week, I'd have to go to one county or the next and show up on behalf of my sales with my sales rep and be the boss. I'd like to talk to your manager. Let me bring my manager with me so that we can such and such. And in we would go. Uh, Mike would be there doing his thing. Eddie would be here there doing his thing. And they would have me there. They would mention my name. And that was all that we needed. That's, that's all it took. But then this thing happened, it's called the internet. What the internet did is it allowed for people to create an identity next to an identity that already existed. Whoa, 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 in business, that sounded fancy, didn't it? So companies started, left the idea of just being known in their cities, in, in magazines, on TV, and then they headed to this place called the internet, which was a static place open 24 hours a day. And it became the authority in identifying who that company was, how great they were, how they played. Even if, even as you think about this, like with me, the identity of the company made or break like how people thought about it, thought about them. And you hear me stumbling for words because I'm trying to get out that when the internet came about, companies could hide who they were and what they weren't. When the internet came about, you were forced to either step to the plate or get left behind. And that's what happened. That was like the first big wave. But then there came another wave, which you couldn't just be on the internet or off. When you were on the internet, you had to be good. You had to look good. You had to look good and say something. And then people were like, what? I got to create an article, a blog, a content. I got to say something. I got to teach. Woo! And then we went from that era together to, oh, no, when you're on the internet, here is the standard of what the aesthetic value needs to look like. And you need to be teaching on a regular basis and educating the market. I've been in business for all of these different eras. I've also made lots of money in all of these different eras. And my first seven figures, my first million was before the era of I have to be amazing online. <sighs> the company itself has this identity and what it does is it says to the market, this is the problem that we solve and this is why we solve it. And then it gives the customers or potential customers ways to dive in and really understand how great that is. The CEO, yes, 
when I would show up with my sales rep, I was showing up as a CEO and it was great. Sometimes I'd have a logo on my shirt. Sometimes I'd have my super fancy business card, all types of things. But it really wasn't as impactful as when I stood on stage, got down from a stage seven years later, and the audience was swarming to find out about our products and services because of what personal brand they had tasted of me before I opened my mouth when they went to hunt me online. A personal brand has allowed me to build everything that I hold dear and near today. I didn't understand the the fact that one, I had a brand and my brand was being communicated in what I was saying what I was not saying, the way I dressed, the way I looked, how I presented myself, um, the type of company I kept, like my brand was already there. Me cultivating the ideas around my brand and turning it into a statement and words and being conscious of it is what allowed me to then win in a totally different way in business. I promise you, if I knew, like, you know, it's one of those things, like if I knew then what I know today, I would have finished at like 40 million instead of four. I'm telling you, because I never thought of myself as valuable. I ran a seven figure business. We had 15 employees. And in one of my companies, like I, in 2012, uh, no, you know, it wasn't 2012. So I bought this guy's company in Greensboro at the end of 2012. We literally closed like right after Christmas. And on the 1st of January, all his employees left. I think they planned it together. And it was sad for me because I was like, wait a second, I didn't expect these people to go. But I actually relished it because I owned owned the business and all the customers and clients, even the office. And uh, that very first week, I had begun to mold and shape a voice for myself. Now, the molding and shaping of a voice was being clear on like how I was dressing, ver- like how, what do I actually look like versus what I should look like. For all the years before that, I showed up to work wearing all those godforsaken Banana Republic uh, outfits and two-piece suits and all the other shit that I thought I was supposed to wear because that's what that's what you did when you were a manager and that's what you did when you were a CEO. And then Xerox, uh, HP were my business partners. And man, like all these white guys that were there, they made me feel blacker than black and womaner than womaner. And those are words, just deal with it. And I was like, ugh. So I used to dress how I felt that I would fit in only to find out that I didn't need to look like that at all. It wasn't until 2013 that I, for the first time when I got tired of just trying to be all the other things, I had made my first business acquisition and I also had already crossed a million dollars more than once. I was like, okay, I'm going to start dressing what feels good. So I started an era of tapping back into my Miami-ness. My Miami is dictated I was wearing colorful clothing and big earrings and really high in, high inch heels, really high inch, four inch. And I was happy. I was happier than a clam. Though I didn't know what I was doing back then. I was, I was bringing the core of who I was, my values, my upbringing, my culture, my family, and everything that made me, me, the sabor in life. And I brought it to the table and it allowed me better relationships. If I look back then, I'll tell you, we closed deals faster, especially deals that were north of $200,000. We closed them faster. I had a couple of people who worked for me long time. Like it was, it was just good. And I acquired and attracted a lot of things. Like my favorite attorney, two of them came out of that relationship. I can still pick up the phone and call them today. 
The reality is that my personal brand and shaping my personal brand and not just looking nice is what allowed for my first real wins in business, my first series dollars. Fast forward, today I have now been on more than 300 stages. I have spoken to tens of thousands of people in person, probably over 100,000 people I've touched directly. Indirectly, it's millions. And I sit in front of you today and I'm like, there is nothing more important than my personal brand and what it has done and what it can continue to do for all the companies I own and the people who are with me in them. Because it's not just about products and services. And I know I feel like a broken record on this thing as we talk about how to set it on fire, but it's like, man, you really want to set your business on fire. You want to set your marketing on fire. You want to set your sales game on fire. You go and create a personal brand and put that in front of the companies. Steve Jobs sold Apple. Apple did not sell Steve Jobs, period. It is Walt Disney that sold Disney. It is not the other way around. It is Elon Musk who sells or sold Tesla. It is not the other way around. It is Oprah Winfrey who sold own. It is not the other way around. The personal brand comes first. I could go on and on and on and just name people. It is Nelson Mandela who sold the concept of South Africa and the conversation and, and our, our need to, to know about apartheid. It is not the other way around. It is the person who came first. The person comes first because it's the person's ideas, their philosophies, their story, their insight. You put a human a powerful human or just a raw human in front. So I said powerful and then I said raw because eight out of 10 times when people approach me out in public and they see me like, oh, Tiffany Largy, blah, blah, blah. And then they ask, one of the questions I always get is like, but you have to be charismatic and awesome and you're so powerful on stage. It's not even about being powerful or charismatic. It's actually just about being human. I am not powerful on stage as much as I am human. Yes, I might be a, a, what people call a great speaker, but it is. I am, um, I do not use those elements to create the movement, nor do I use those elements to bring the people back to the companies. I use my human card. And sometimes my human card is not funny. Sometimes I am not funny. Sometimes I am sad. Sometimes I'm just honest. Sometimes the conversation we gotta, I gotta have from that stage is raw. And let me tell you something, it don't matter what stage I'm on. It's going to be the stage that's out in the streets. It's going to be the stage that I've been invited to in New York City. It is going to be the stage that I am doing virtually. It's going to be the stage that I'm in right here right now on this, on this, ep- in this episode. They are all my platform. And I have the same responsibility to bring my human card, not my powerful card. I personally despise motivational speakers. They make me sick. And every time I think about motivational speakers, I'm like, insert eye roll. I'm not saying that they don't have their place. And I I see some of them and they're very good and they hype you up and they do all these things. And then they talk. They're just like the pastors and preachers and they And I'm here for it. And I know it has a place. And I'm grateful for the people who have been motivated. And I'm grateful for some of the people who have been motivating the people who needed to be motivated. But I don't like motivational speakers because all they do is hype you up and then leave you there and collect their check. They simply hype the hell up out of people and then they just collect their check. I'm not here for that. And I'm not trying to do that. You know why I'm not trying? You know why I I can't have that? Because for me, motivating people without being the one to then help them solve the problem after you hype them up, I feel like that's like a bait and switch. And I feel like it's unfair and I feel like it's dishonest. 
And I feel like that that is a that is a person who has a skill or a talent that they could be using to help the planet. But what they use, what they do is they use it to, to feed themselves selfishly because they know how many people are in pain. They know that people need their help. They know how to pull on those heartstrings and they know how to maneuver, manipulate the situation, the hour, the revival, the the weekend, whatever it might be to get what they want. They hype them up. They put fancy music, flashing lights, all of this. And then it's gone. And the person is, they're, they're looking, they're, they're looking for an answer and they can't find it. So what happens is they've lifted up and they've gotten down. Oh, now I'm off on a tangent because I'm just pissed off. But the truth, the real truth of the matter is that I'd rather see you inspire and the action to, to be ta- taken could be attached to you. It could be in the book that you're going to write if you haven't written one yet. It could be them taking action that results in seeing you, sending you a no. It could be buying your product or service. In, my, in one of the companies I have, I have a way to help the people that we inspire. If you want to use that word. I never open my mouth without and would talk about a problem without having a solution or being able to point to the solution. Because sometimes I'm definitely not the, like we don't have the solution, but I sure as hell am aligned with the solution because I'm only getting on stage I'm only, I'm only opening my mouth talking about the problems and the things that piss me off. That's it. Just in my lane. And there are things that piss you off. There are things that you have seen, experienced, gone through, walked through. And, and that's what you use to build a personal brand. And you use that and that's how you set your personal brand and your story on fire. By using the things that piss you off, that frustrate you, that anger you, because you know what? Because you understand the problem and chances are you're the expert. All you need to do is open your mouth. But Tiffany, I don't have a college degree, so I don't either. But Tiffany, I don't, you know, I'm not as uh, well articulate or well put together like such and such. Are you kidding me? You know how many times I've taken the stage and taken off my shoes because I am done with the heels and the people and I'm about to say some things and I need to be in flats to do all of this? Do you know how many times in the middle of a very uh, talk that I have put my hair up with a pencil because I'm like, I got to say something and I got to get focused in these streets? It is not about being put together. You know how many times in the middle of a talk, all of a sudden I go, shit, that's crazy. And they're like, there is no curtain in this contract. Listen, because I'm alive and I am living and I am present. And all I know is that I have my human card and I'm going to take that and my experiences. It is not about being professional. It is about being whole. What makes me as effective as I am as a communicator is that I am whole. Whether it's a good day or a bad day, a sad day or shit has hit the fan day or I'm frustrated or I am winning. And in the last 12 months, I have felt all of them at their extremes. I am whole every day I wake up and I step to the plate. But I am not whole as, um, as a CEO. I'm whole as a human first. Being whole as a human is the magic. And that's what I use to build a personal brand. But I'm going to be honest with you, separating it. And now, especially me, like right now this year, I'm very knee deep in, uh, in one of my companies, I had like multiple companies or conversations happening in one company. And what I've been spending my time with my, with my attorney is separating those into different types of companies. Why? Because for a lot of reasons. And what I realized even going through this process is that each one has its own identity, has its own flair, has a brand on it. And even though those brands are, 
they're connected and they're delicious together. They're individual conversations with individual messages, with individual problems that it solves. And my, the greatest thing that I could do is to make sure that they are in alignment with everything that I believe in this planet, every problem I want to solve, everything that excites me, everything that I believe that I am here to do, and for me to take my seat, stand center stage, and lead the movement. If those are the tools that I use my businesses and the companies and the partnerships that I have to, to lead the movement and to solve the problem, so be it. But all of them are, are ineffective unless my personal brand, my personal point of view, my personal place in the world is crystal clear. That is what allows me to be whole. And that is the thing that every single CEO should be seeking immediately. Being whole is the most magical thing that you can do as you identify and separate your personal brand. Why? Why does this even matter? Because the chances are you have spent too much time and too much money looking at, learning from, attending to find out about how do I up my marketing? How do I up my such and such? How do I hire better people? How do I get people to stay? How do I dot, dot, dot? Like you fill in the blank. It is not any of these tactics. Like, you know, these tactics will work Yes, this, these ideas of how to write a better ad on Indeed, yes, it'll be good, but listen to me. Humans are still doing things with other humans. We are employing other humans and, empl- and, and awesome humans are coming to work over here. People are exchanging money for purchases from humans. Nothing is happening above the human level. And because nothing's happening above the human level, my My want for you is that you entertain the idea that you have a personal brand and you have a business brand and they're two different things. You head to tiffanylargy.com and you head to dtdtnation.com. And then you head to dtdtproductions.com. And then you can head to dot, dot, dot. I have other companies. This individualization and if I had to spend one time on the other, Tiffany, should we overhaul our business brand? And No, I wouldn't say that. If I were going to pick and choose, I would say clean up your business brand as much as you can. Put a Band-Aid here and there and a little bit of duct tape and repaint a wall or three and then go build a personal brand. What's the first thing you need to do to go build your personal brand? You need to go establish your voice somewhere in the world and you need to do it immediately. That's it. That's how you build a personal brand. You establish your voice. You make it non-negotiable. You talk about the things that piss you off. You make it clear. And if you were going to pick and choose one place to do it starting today, I think every CEO should start a podcast. And if you're like, Tiffany, I cannot do that, then that's okay. Open your phone, head to YouTube Shorts and talk for 60 seconds about something that makes you mad in the world. Every single celebrity, every person you're thinking of, Every CEO of all the companies, every producer, every Hollywood actor, all of them are using a simple device and for free taking 60 seconds at a minimum to talk to the world and share their point of view. And what they're doing is they're growing and driving traffic towards all the things that they're a part of. And what we're doing, what you're doing by not getting there, possibly is by handing over money to them as other people and other companies take the market share that you should have simply because you will not open your voice and you're waiting for, you know, to lose 100 pounds, your face is not wrinkly, to have the best light, to get a new phone, 
maybe, I mean, the only thing I would understand if you're like, Tiffany, I need to leave my Android, then I would get it. If you're like, Tiffany, I'm about to leave my Android. I'm going to start my iPhone and that's when I'm going to do it. Okay, great. Then I'm going to be like, that's probably the only exception to this rule. That's it. There ain't nothing else. Do not wait. Waiting is wasting time and stalling your cash flow and only stacking the problems that are happening in your company that you could easily solve simply by stepping in front of everything that you believe in. And that is building a personal brand first and cleaning up the business brand and holding both of them right here. Wasn't that ridiculous? Isn't it wild to think that that person is made of the same thing that you and I are? Which means that you are just as capable of setting your business, your life on fire right now. But you know what it starts with? Action. And you know when that action starts? Now. This very week. Here's what I know. Somewhere inside of you is something you have not done, something that you know you need to do and a place that you need to dive in deeper. I ask only that you do it right now. And if you're like, Tiffany, I don't know what to do. I need a little help. That's okay. You're going to do one of these three things next. Either one, you're filling on an application so that you and I can figure out how do we work together. Two, if you're like, Tiffany, I just got a quick question for that amazing guest you have on. Chances are I've got their cell phone number in my phone. And if you leave me a question or a comment somewhere, I promise you I will find it. And more importantly, I'll get that question answered for you and hit reply. Third, if nothing else, you are saying to yourself, I'm so excited. And you're pressing save and subscribing to make sure that you are with us again. 